0: And it's like, I teach my kids this all the time is like, I'm actually concerned for the next generation because they're not learning to stay with one thing and find the power that comes when you're really putting all of your attention on what you're doing while you're doing it. And there's tremendous power, like personal strength and power in that kind of focus and taking something to a done, whatever it is, whether it's. Performing a piece of music, or reading a book, or writing a letter, or doing your to-do list, or painting—whatever it is that's productive, that moves the needle on your enhancement, or the the people around you—you know, in, improves your survival ability. Whatever it is, if it's all diluted because of dispersal, it takes the power away. Yeah.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host. So excited to be talking to you guys on this crisp November day. Very excited to introduce our guest today. But before I do that, I wanted to mention the Global Alliance for Maternal Mental Health, which is the organization that I've chosen to highlight this month. You can get to their website on my giving page on milfpodcast.com, or you can go to their website directly, org. It's a mouthful, but what they do is amazing. They are a coalition of international organizations committed to improving the mental health and well-being of women and their children in pregnancy and the first postnatal year throughout the world. Maternal depression is a huge problem. Um, It's the most common serious health complication of maternity. Unfortunately, at the moment, even here in the United States, but especially in you know, low-income countries, it's not being supported. The research is being neglected. The investment in services is being neglected. So this coalition of organizations is really committed to stopping that. So they're awesome. Check them out. You can become a member. Um, you can spread the word. They have resources for you if you are suffering from postpartum mental health issues. Um, They have real life stories to watch. They have videos of women all over the world who have dealt with this, you know? And just the most important thing I can say to anyone who's struggling with this or has struggled with it is that you are not alone. I know myself from dealing with it personally that it is very lonely and it feels like you're the only person, the only mom that's ever experienced this. Even if you've heard of other moms, feeling it. It's, it's like, Oh no, that can't be me or something else is wrong with me. It can't be that I must just be defective because that's part of what, you know, these, these mental health issues make us think, you know, in my experience, um, and in my, my listening to other moms talk about it. So reach out, reach out to one of these organizations, reach out to me. I'm always available for that. I'm always available to you guys. Um, it's just so important, and it's so precious. And we need to we need to raise more and more and more awareness to this because it's something that is even now still it's just neglected, and we need more resources and more education about it. So that is that. My guest today is a. She's just such a powerhouse. I love this woman so much. She came into my home and I was very starstruck. She is my height exactly. And she's just absolutely gorgeous and radiant and humble and funny. And she has won a Golden Globe. She's been nominated for three Primetime Emmy Awards among so many other awards. I mean, there were just, there's too many to list. She's currently... In her long, long resume, uh, she's currently right now working on Fear the Walking Dead, which is a sensational show on AMC, um, along with raising two children and having a husband and doing all the other life stuff. So um, I want to welcome Jenna Elfman to the show. It was such a pleasure to interview her. She is just a delight, brilliant, and I just was so privileged to get to spend the hour with her talking on my couch And here you go. Here's my interview with Jenna Elfman. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. This is so awesome. You
0: have such a um, silky, pretty voice and I have such a, I don't know. Let's see. There's so much to talk about. And
1: just before you came, I was literally powering through season four, episode three, which is your debut into this. (laughs) So I was literally watching you fall in a a tank, a well. What was it? An oil?
0: Oil tank yeah
1: oh my god that how many days did it take you to shoot that
0: that was a couple days because we we shot the um exterior of it on top when i fall in and like land on some pads with the stunt guys yeah waiting to catch me and then and that was at one location and then we were on the stages for the interior when i actually yes see the inside and that was i think it was like maybe two two days yeah yeah
1: it was so good and all i could think was because this is how my brain works i was like Oh, it's kind of like early motherhood when you kind of wake up and there's like, <laughs> like all these beings like yeah. needing you and wanting you and pawing you, but you don't stab them in the head. So I was thinking that that reminded me of early motherhood. But also when I was researching you the last couple of days,
0: I learned that you're a dancer. Yeah, I was a professional classically trained dancer. Classically trained. And that's how you started your career in entertainment, correct? Mm-hmm. I was um, a ballerina. I studied at Westside Ballet here in uh, Los Angeles. And then I would go for the summer programs on full scholarship to Pacific Northwest Ballet in Seattle, which is where all the girls from New York City Ballet would go for summer program. Well, not all, but a lot of them would go for summer. And, um, and I was about to go into a company, but had this injury that was recurring in various forms. And I just went... It, if my career is going to be like icing an ankle, that's not a career. And so um, so I segued out of ballet and went into dancing for TV and film and danced on the Academy Awards and um, in films and music videos and traveled and on tour with rock bands, dancing, and all kinds of random forms of well, dancing One of professionally. which was I
1: read that you were one of the ZZ Top Girls. Is that yeah, true I was on story? tour in
0: 1994 for like two months. Um, that that was interesting. (laughs) I was, uh, a big change from the ballet studio dancing (laughs) with like, you know, Balanchine style. Um, that was very different. And, uh, I, I was supposed to be like an 11 month tour and I'd just gotten engaged to my husband. So, um, that was. It only lasted two months. Yeah, it was not you quite like, the right I'm, lifestyle for me. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but I came to learn quickly what was involved, and it was just not my scene. Yeah, but um, it was definitely a cool experience because I love ZZ Top. I love yeah. their music, so it was yeah. fun. Um, but not for me.
1: Yeah, and then you, and then you, and then I segued into, into acting. Yeah, and then from there, it just like went off.
0: Yeah, It was like one. Um, it was like a good couple years of training and struggling and couldn't get an agent but the second I got an agent it it, that was it like it was guest star guest star pilot series regular you know show being developed for me like it was a a quick route once I finally did get an agent which was not easy
1: yes no it never is and everybody has this concept of that of like oh it's just you just go to LA and you just audition a few times and I remember when I first moved here in 98, I was at the Sofitel Hotel when it used to be little French boutique mm-hmm. Now it's very modern. And I was waiting at the elevator. Angelina Jolie was standing there. And Gia had just come out. And I was very starstruck. And I introduced myself, which I never re- usually do. And she said, are you an actress? <laughs> I was like 22. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I auditioned for hundreds of things. Just don't quit, you know. Wow! And it was so great to that's hear cool. that. It was so cool. I was like, she was so gracious. She stuck shook her stuck, stuck her hand out and said, "I'm Angie," mm-hmm. you know. And um, but just to say that, you know, I auditioned. I auditioned for hundreds of things, and um, you know, it helped. It helped me to just go for it and keep going. You know, to know that. So anyway,
0: that's really cool. Yeah, I love hearing stories like I that. I know, me too. Yeah. She was really great. I've always loved her.
1: Yeah. So um. And I, I just have to say, I didn't mention this before we hit record, but um, we also have Claudia Lano in, in common.
0: Oh, I we, love Claudia. Claudia her. We she love her. She and I have matching mom. tattoos. You do? Yeah, because when we did so, I did a, a show called um, Accidentally, Accidentally on, Purpose. on Purpose. I almost said another show I did with the same <laughs> A and P in the title. Um, Accidentally On Purpose. Um, and we, she loves stars, she loves the symbol of stars. Um, star earrings star things and so I said if we do this pilot if it gets picked up when we're in New York the upfronts let's get matching star tattoos so we did that's so, right so here, fun my oh my god it's beautiful what's on right
1: the bottom there? of it
0: um, that's my original tattoo from when I was 19 it's an alchemy symbol which Ooh. is um supposed to be up and to the right but um, when I'm on my back with my legs <laughs> up in the air it is up and to the right <laughs> 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 But it's a it, it's a symbol for It's <laughs> <laughs> <That is> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a symbol for an element in its pure state before it's been altered or mm. changed into anything else. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but Claudia is awesome. She's she's so, so rad. hilarious. She's so, so rad. sweet and funny and
1: she's so funny. Yeah. I mean, she one of the things she said on the podcast was she said, kind of my idea about everything when I walk into a situation is, and you'll hear her voice, let's get this over with.
0: <laughs>
1: so that was the title of her episode. <laughs> let's get this over
0: with. Yeah, yeah.
1: I get that. And then her mom came on the show. Uh-huh. So it was fun. Um, and I loved that show when it came out because she and I were friends then. And she said, I have this show coming out. And so I tuned in. And it was such a great show. You were so great in it. The whole cast was so great. I loved that It was a good show. cast
0: really John Foster Lennon Parham. I mean I mean so many great people yeah, yeah it was
1: and a great story and yeah, so it was relevant yeah based on a true and-
0: story and-
1: so in this journey mm-hmm. of your artistry you've become a mom mm-hmm. and you have two boys mm-hmm. and how old are they now
0: 9 and 12
1: Hands full
0: so full i thought it was <laughs> actually i was listening to your interview with Catherine Hahn and i burst out laughing um and she said, oh, my God, they, like, need me more now, yes, you know? Yes. And I just – because I really just recently was, like, um, gobsmacked at the reality because um, I was under the impression it was going to get easier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, they really – like, I'm very, very present with my kids and really hands-on and, like, really um, probably overwork myself too much trying to be there for them, you know, and making sure I'm there for them to the point where it's almost Mm -hmm. self-sacrificial. Because I have this idea where I want them to feel like they have a full-time mom, even though I'm not always around because I film in Texas and I commute. So if I have more than one day off, I fly home for 24 hours. So I'm sometimes traveling twice a week, three times a week, and then, you know, fly back to Texas up at 3 a.m., picked up at 4 a.m., 16 hours in extreme conditions, fly home, be with the kids, go back to the airport, fly back, like, for seven months. So it's, it's, and like this last season, we moved in the middle of it. And so I was only home for one day of the move. I did the move and then left and then did press and then back to filming. And then back, it was um, like an unprecedented amount of stress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and this I saw last season. on your
1: Instagram, I think you did something, you did a TBT And it's like this picture of you on set and you're like, yeah, I remember that. Or maybe it was one of your colleagues that said, this woman powered through
0: a whole day of shooting, even when she had the flu. Oh, yeah. You had influenza. Yeah, no, I definitely had the flu. There's no choice. You know, you don't have a choice. Like they don't, you don't not go to work when you're filming and, you know, they have these locations and there's, there's just no choice. There's no, there isn't a choice. And it was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, And so in all the commuting, I had the flu and Yeah. Yeah, And I'm still recovering and um, feeling a little nutty sometimes because just to try to keep my attention on one task so that I can complete tasks when there's such a backlog of tasks from being out of town and the move and then staying on top of the everyday tasks and planning and organizing the future tasks so that everything runs smoothly for the family before I leave town again. Um, so it's a little daunting, but it's all grounded in expansion and good things. You know, like my life is expanding and my kids are doing great and like everything's going well, you know, it's like growing pains. Like I mentioned you, so, but I'm, I'm trying not to feel a little bit nutty. Yeah. You know, at least getting more sleep now. So that's good.
1: Well, I was just going to ask you, like, so what do you do to take care of yourself in between all
0: of this stuff? This was the other thing that made me laugh out loud when I was listening to Catherine (laughs) Vaughn's interview with you when she was talking about how much she values being alone. No, it is um, like I actually almost showed my husband the definition of privacy from the Webster's Dictionary because I wasn't really sure if he knew the definition. (laughs) I thought maybe we should just clear it up. (laughs) Why... Why? I
1: already know what you're going to say. What the
0: hell, man? <laughs> like, why do they think that you're just at their disposal at any moment, at the day, at any time, and they don't need it? If you feel put out by them asking you or, oh, you know. Oh, sorry. You're peeing? Sorry, sorry. Can you take care of this? It's seriously. Like, no, I'm peeing.
1: I'm peeing.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I thought, like, he's like, put it on the schedule to meet with me so we could go over, like, just stuff. Like, oh, but do you want to go to the Dodger game during these finals? Like, you know, arranging certain things, me giving him some notes on a project he's writing and and it's like, okay, we got that done, right? Okay, good. So I'm going to go take a shower. Now, me taking a shower is like, everybody fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can just actually have my own thought yes. process. like, And he comes in and, you know, he wants a little action before I go. Then I'm like – Because you're going to be gone. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, now I should be grateful. I have, you know, oh, I no, have a partner. Be. Like, yeah, be. Yeah, 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 Like, almost 30 years together. I'm grateful. And I'm grateful he still finds me attractive and has never cheated on me. Yes. I think I'm a huge part of the fact that he has not cheated because I keep him very in line. But he's also a really good boy. But yeah, grateful. I'm grateful. But like, leave me the fuck alone. Just like, just give me a moment, you know. So we have a podcast as well. And we I ro- rake him over the coals constantly. So this is, I'm not saying anything behind his back that I wouldn't or haven't already said in our podcast to his face. Um, and I, I think it's a perception they don't have, actually. Yeah. And so I stopped getting mad at him for it, because he was like a child who is being scorned for something they haven't learned yet, yes. you know? Um, but I think he'll never learn. Like, it's not a perception. Like, he can smell, he can taste, he can see, he can hear. But when it comes to my universe, it's not a perception. It doesn't exist. Yeah, so true. It's not It's so true. a perception. It's so true. I mean, I'm...
1: I'm amicably divorced. My husband and I are great friends. Like, I feel so fortunate we have the relationship we do. Um, And now when our son is with him, I am like in my little oasis. I mean, I have social time and I do things, but
0: I use that quiet time to like restore myself. Yeah, I had to go to Palm Springs. I had to like leave the premises. I had to leave the, the city. I went to Palm Springs for like 36 hours. And I'm not joking. I drive by cab. Was it the Cabas, Cabas, Cabasson, Caba, What are those outlets? Oh, <laughs> on your um, way back, Cabasson. I, I don't know how
1: to say anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyhow,
0: because um, I was like, I never. I've always driven by and, You know, so I'm just strolling. It just feels good to like walk and people watch and look at things and like I find that very therapeutic to just walk and look and observe the world. That is very very nice for me. He accidentally texts me, want a hot dog? And I was like, I'm two hours away. I don't want a hot dog. Huh? Nah. What? And I was like, "He, he. that was his way of like trying to find out an ETA. That's what I'm thinking. He's like, no, I actually meant to text Story. Sorry, our kid. So then I get home and then he tells me, I actually, you're going to hate me. He's like, but I was kind of curious about an ETA and I did the find my phone to see where you were. (laughs) I'm like, see... I knew you were wandering on an ETA. Like, I I can, I can perceive it yes. in the universe. Like, can you just not even in your mind, can you just leave me alone? Like, because just leave me alone. Like, I need that time where no one needs because I can feel the needs. But they can't. They can't cut the umbilical cord and just leave you the hell alone. It's impossible. I mean, maybe some dudes can, you know, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe that's not the kind of husband I'd want anyway. I, I
1: don't, don't know. And even my son is like that too. He's not. I have friends with girls and they're like, oh, she comes home from school and she just goes in her room and reads. And I don't I'm think like- I'd
0: like that. <laughs> I'd feel offended. I want my kids to want me, but I want my husband to leave me alone until I want to be with him. <laughs> oh my God, I totally hear you. Mm. Yeah. No,
1: my son is very much, mom, sit with me. Mom, look at this. Mom, watch this. Mom, He's watching The Office now. Mm-hmm. All nine seasons. For the third time all the way through. So he has the whole thing memorized. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what Dwight or Jim are doing. He's like, mom, 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 come look, come look, come look. I want you to see this. How old is he? Ten. Yeah. So it's so sweet because Mm -hmm. he wants to share this experience with me. I get it. Like Mm -hmm. feel what's funny together, rejoice of you know, the artistry of this brilliant show. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. But sometimes I'm like trying to do other things. And I've talked about this on the show before. I have to just stop myself and be like, okay. He's only gonna 10 once. Just let this, you know, whatever it is, like let the pasta boil over or whatever. Just and just I go know. be with him. But it's so hard because I want to get it done. Yeah, I and then get you don't those-
0: want to make him feel like him reaching to you is an annoyance. Totally. Like how how offensive is that to but at the same time, it's annoying. It's annoying <laughs> sometimes. And I love my kids. Yes. Like, please, I break my back for my yeah. kids because I fucking love them. Yes. I admire them as humans. I enjoy the hell out of them. But like, mama, 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 mama. Hey, mama, mama, look here. Mama, wa- ma- are you looking? Mama, watch. You ready, mama? Mama, you ready? Uh, I'm like, oh, Because, you know, sometimes you're daydreaming because sometimes you're like maybe like looking at them And trying to multitask, so you're looking at them with love, but you're not really (laughs) listening sometimes because you're, like, trying to maybe get some other things done, like scheduling in your mind while they're kind of talking or wanting you to watch the 950th same move (laughs) on the trampoline. Yes.
1: Oh. oh, FedEx. Delivery,
0: FedEx. Delivery. Yes, um, <laughs> there's, there's the dogs <laughs> There barking. they are. And so, uh, yeah, I get a little like, ah, 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 And I really, really, really am finding I, I have to put the phone down and just do what I'm doing while I'm doing it. But it's a self-discipline thing. I just have to go, okay, I am actually going to really be in this moment with him. I'm going to just be with him on this trampoline and I'm not going to think about other things and I'm going to, you know, but it, it, then you have to just become even more of a ninja of time management because there's so many things to do. I don't, and I've really, I was thinking about this earlier today. W- why do I feel like there's so much more to do than there was five years ago? I, I am think it's so much phones. more overwhelmed and that's all I phones. can think of is the I phones. I really
1: think it's the phones. I I and I haven't figured any of it out yet, but you know you get I don't know if you get this on your phone. I get the reports of like my screen time. Yes. It's shocking. Yeah, it's bad. I'm like it's a vortex. And then I'm like, well why do I feel overwhelmed if I'm spending that much time on my phone? I it's just it's it, I don't know what it is. And then the psychology, I know there've been studies about Instagram and I love Instagram and I use it, you know, for my business. But what it does to you psychologically, and I—I I don't know, but I feel overwhelmed all the time. I just hired a personal assistant this summer for the first time ever, and I felt very guilty about it, like, oh, that's not for me or whatever. And I have her five hours a week, and it's been a game changer. Mm-hmm. And I still feel overwhelmed with all this stuff because it's allowed me for more expansion mm-hmm. and more amazing projects and helping more women and doing more stuff. and I, and I, I go to that place of overwhelm. So I don't know. I'm still working it out where I'm like, okay, how do I I think it lets in so many communications at once. That's it. That's it.
0: It's like too many it's like when three people start talking to you at the same time. Yeah, and you're just like whoa, whoa, whoa! Like both my kids are like talking to me at the same time, and someone's texting you, and your husband's calling you. Yeah, like whoa, 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 whoa! You know, let alone like Instagram messages, and you know, it's just like oh my god, I think we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah, I think it requires like exponential self discipline. Yeah, to go okay, like we didn't used to have Instagram, so there was a whole way of operating in life without it, and now it's like business. But I think we have to find times during the day where we do it, it like where we return or shut it off or we do it and then we're done. You know, it's like when you get in bed, you're not going to be doing anything else and everyone's on their phone. So, okay, maybe that's a good time to post anyway, you know, like get in bed. But like, it doesn't eat into production time during the day. Like if I'm going to go shopping or do some research on something or go have a meeting, I want my attention, all of my bandwidth to be on the thing I'm doing so that all my personal power is focused on that vector. So then I'm making the most out of the things I'm doing in life. And if I'm like checking Instagram while I'm waiting for the meeting or when I go to the bathroom or it's like dispersing my focus and then I'm diluting my thought process, my goal-making ability, my intention for whatever I'm engaged in in real life. And um, I think we have to sort of do like a reorganize of our habit with it. Not just do it less, but, you know. Just I mean how it, and when. Yeah.
1: I'm with you. I'm so with you. I was at the Hollywood Bowl last night to see Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing. I just love going to see live anything. Mm. And these guys, this band is incredible. I just, I didn't even realize how amazing they are. I'm just, I was blown away. And I'm at the Hollywood Bowl and not to, I mean, not to mention just like the pot wafting. Like, I mean, I remember I grew up, you know, in the nineties and it was like, I went to Red Rocks, I grew up in Colorado and there was like a few people smoking a joint here and there, but now it's just like everywhere. Cause it's legal. And that was really strong to my senses. And, um, but everyone had their phones out and they were recording, recording and taking selfies and, you know, and fine. I don't have no judgment about that, but here's what I noticed. I was like, wow, all the people on the stage don't have their phones out because they're busy performing mm-hmm. and they ha- they can't. Mm-hmm. Like they're completely focused on giving everything they have. They're bearing their souls in their artistry
0: mm-hmm. to thousands of people. And if you don't, you won't be great. Exactly. And you won't make a good living. Yeah. And it's like I teach my kids this all the time is like I'm actually concerned for the next generation because they're not learning to stay with one thing And find the power that comes when you're really putting all of your attention on what you're doing while you're doing it. And there's tremendous power, like personal strength and power in that kind of focus and taking something to a done, whatever it is, whether it's performing a piece of music or reading a book or writing a letter or doing your to-do list or painting, whatever it is that's productive that moves the needle on your enhancement or the the people around you, you know, in, improves your survival ability, whatever it is. If it's all diluted because of dispersal, yeah. it takes the power away. Yeah. And, and the world needs, I feel like the world to get better and to keep moving forward requires everyone to be at their like personal best with regard to like focused attention and creativity, whether it's engineering, business, cleaning, I don't care if you're you're a janitor. Yeah. Be like the best, yeah. Fucking jan, you know yeah. what I mean? Like run that joint and yeah. make it amazing. Where people who come are like, wow, you know you who can does this, yeah. yeah like I mean you, you're enhancing the world. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter what you do, yeah. what level or or how big or small your sphere of influence is. If your f- power is focused, it, it's important and it's needed. Yes. And I think that there's a generation that's going to look up and go, what, what, wait, what, you know, in mass. Totally. And realize that they're all like slaves because when they weren't looking, the assholes took over. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's my concern is like they're, they they think they're learning about the world because they're quote unquote connected, but they couldn't handle the world if it comes right up in front of their face because that's a different skill set. And um, anyway, that's my... Big, oh, I love it. You know, yeah, I'm but I really do you. feel strongly. I, 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 I have really strict rules with my kids on um, their phones and electronics. Like I'm a, I am a, I am a not kind person when it comes to enforcing this rule. I'm yeah. really, really passionate about that. I, yeah. I really hate it a lot when I see these like 13 year olds. I'm like, what are you gonna do at 22? I You've know. peaked. <laughs> You've peaked, and you were so busy looking at your phone. You can't have a conversation with another human, and that's how you solve problems. That's how you use live communication and and twenty two, you're just getting started. You're just realizing you don't know shit. and there you see these kids at a table. none of them are conversing. they're none of them are looking at each other. They're, you know, and it's on a via. like they're communicating via something. And they're gonna be a bunch of scaredy cats when it comes to actual confrontation, like how to look someone in the eye and communicate and solve a problem using communication. like you have to have, Bravery to look another human being in the eye and communicate your truth and be willing to hold your position, receive another person's truth, debate it, communicate, hold, you know, feel uncomfortable. Totally. Yeah. But know what you would like to say and and straighten out your intentions. I mean, those are grown up things that require like practice. You have to practice it in life. You have to practice communicating with people and being embarrassed and finding out how communication solves things. Like it's an exercise in life. And if you've never, or you don't have, your your parents aren't enforcing a self-discipline on that. I just think the parents really, you know, but parents get a little lazy because they don't have to parent because the kid's on electronics yeah. and taken care of. Yeah, and they're tired, yeah. myself included. You yeah, know I mean? Like
1: I have times where I'm like, oh, okay, fine, just watch TV, you know? But I mean, uh, so, okay. Couple things. So I I just hired this woman to come. She was incredible. She just got certified. I guess in the. I'm sorry. Is this pulling on you? Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Um, she just got certified as a Marie Kondo um, mm-hmm. organizer. Mm. So I hired her to come in because my son has so many toys and he's a hoarder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she spent the last she spent all weekend helping us clean and organize. And we got rid of three cars full of stuff that we just didn't need or yeah. want. Myself included.
0: Incredible. I was going to say, by the way, this is my first time to your house, but I walked in and it felt like it had been Marie Kondo. I was like, oh, this is nice and clean. Oh, wow. This is probably, she's cleaned this out. This feels like a, a good result of a Marie Kondo kind of thing. You I, knew it. I did. Because it into feels it. very precise. The things that are here feel like. They're there for a reason. Yeah. And it feels good as a guest to come into a space like that. And I just started doing it myself and teaching my kids. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Not at all, not at all, not at
1: all, yeah. So she was so great with him because he already has anxiety about letting things go in a lot of ways, but materially. And um, she said, this is not about forcing you to get rid of anything, even though he then did because he was empowered to make the choice Mm -hmm. himself. She said, this is about seeing what you have and organizing it and getting into the feeling of what makes you. Now, this was the most time he'd spent looking at his toys and not a video game because he's really into video games right now. Mm In a long time, and he had a lot of emotions come up, a lot of discomfort. We sat through it, we worked through it. He cried. He had feelings about uh, like the divorce came up. yeah, These are symbols. It was
0: great. Wow it was
1: I was uncomfortable for me, but I just thought this is part of this. This mm-hmm. is really exciting. And then something magical happened The kids didn't have school on Monday because it was a Jewish holiday. Mm. And so he had two little boys over, two friends from school this is right after everything had been cleaned. Jenna, these three boys were here from, I don't know, noon to six. They played outside with, you know, they had Nerf guns for part of it. They were playing dress up and, you know, making little forts outside with the patio furniture mm-hmm. for six
0: hours. Wow.
1: And I was just blown away by, I mean, and I, I, this sort of circles around the devices and all these things. But, and I I don't know how much of it was the impact of of reorganizing and getting rid of stuff. I think a lot of it was Mm because the clutter just literally made literal cellular physical space for both of us and in our home. They were so happy. And at one point, I ordered some pizza and they were sitting outside in the backyard eating pizza and just talking and laughing and talking about movies and talking about girls. And I was sort of peeking through the kitchen window unseen. Mm
0: -hmm. And I just thought, this is is the stuff. Those are the greatest memories as a parent. You're like, oh God! You're like conversing and living and creating <laughs> and and making meaning with your friends, yeah. and then making meaning for me because <laughs> you're winning, and oh, you just feel like, okay, I'm not a total. I did like, something. Okay. something right, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or I'm more or heated. I don't know, yeah. but but it was it was such a great feeling, and um, because I do, I struggle as a parent with the the whole devices thing, and and the video game thing is really hard, and. You know, I, it, it, the hardest thing for me is that all the other kids are doing it, right? Which mm-hmm. sounds so stupid and like such a cop-out, but all his other friends are playing. And so they want him to like log on and play with them. And
0: so I, I struggle with that very much. But I make a rule. Yeah, tell me. They're allowed to do it. Like when he he's not playing baseball now, but when he was playing baseball, it was Saturday afternoons after baseball. So I now like it's that. just Saturdays unless, okay. you know, because now he's not doing that right now. Yeah. Um, So he's allowed on Saturday mornings to wake up and do it until, you know, mid noon or 11 or something when we start getting out the door and starting our day. So he gets Saturday morning. That's like a treat. That's a special treat. Yeah. And then like, you know, um, on Sunday in the afternoons after we have like a family morning or whatever, before we go do something else, he can do it for a little bit. So it's like on the weekends here and there, he's allowed. Yeah. And never during the week. like. It does not exist during the week during the school week period. That's it. There is they don't. I'm, I don't even let them look at their phones during the That's week. So great. Unless oh they're God. calling me for some reason, which is rare because we're always together. Unless they're you know yeah. So, and I just I'm I'm a dick about it. That's so great though. I am. I'm. An- asshole. I'm a pushover about it. I'm, I'm a pushover th- about other things. And I, but I love them. I'm generous with my love. We have a lot of humor in the house. But I am a fucking asshole about that. I'm like, get off your fucking phone. <laughs> Why are you on your phone? You, th- what day is it? And what time of day is it? Why are you on your fucking phone? I'm taking away three and I take away three reward points. Oh, tell me about the reward point system. They, they have a point system if they do something like, you know, extra great or helpful like beyond the uh, normal expectation of chores they get we call it an elfman card and so they get an elfman card like hey i um took i i without you asking me i went around and i grabbed all the extra boxes and put them in the recycling can i have an elfman card for them like yeah totally so Mm. if they do something um uncool that they know is uncool it's deduction deduction Deduction. got it and they get a warning unless it's just a blatant rule break like being on the phone during the week I don't give a warning. That's so There's crazy. no warning. I just said, oh, you're on your phone. Oh, that's a bummer. You're losing an Elfman card. And I just walked Okay, okay, I'm putting it down. I said, it's too late. You know you're not supposed to do that. Mm. I am just ruthless. I don't care. That's I don't so care.
1: <laughs> no, it's so good.
0: It's you know, so good. I because just, that's how the real world is. There's no warning. Well, because it's it's so insidious. It's yeah. so easy to just work its way back in that I, I feel like if I don't keep it black and white on that rule- yeah. We're all gonna just gonna go into the mud. Like, yeah. you know, I will cause I know how insidious it is for me. Yeah. As a grown-up. Yes. The phones. Yes. Yes. And they're they they have not even learned like how to run their life yet. Yes. You know? And so I don't want them to be a slave to something before they've they're still learning about life. I don't want them to be misled yeah. about life before they've even learned life and yes. those phones are just so dangerous and they don't fucking need to be on their phones let me have a fucking break you're nine and 12 like you don't need to be on your phone i know so i yeah i'm just i am unapologetic i love that ruthless i love that
1: so now is your older one about to go in uh, to high school yet no seventh oh seventh okay yeah so still middle school yeah mine's yeah. starting middle school next year which still i mean it's only october but i'm already just freaking out about that i, I totally understand
0: it. We, we, I've set it up in a different way for us. So we, um, we have a, a homeschool situation with some teachers Mm. and a small group of kids.
1: Oh, that's so great. And
0: I travel so much so they can come with me, Yeah, do it that way. He had been in like three different schools leading up to this situation. Um, and it just wasn't working for him. He's just was not doing well. And I just went, all right, you know. This was before my youngest, or right when my my youngest was still a baby. And I went, you know what? This is, this is hell. Like, this is not gonna, this is not good. So we just formed a different situation that was going to work for him. Yeah, You know, and I keep hitting the No, mic, don't worry. Sorry. Don't worry. It's fine. Um, and it's been really great. And we have our friends, you know, and their kids and yeah. it's in a home. And yeah,
1: it's, that's so great. Yeah. I have, I have
0: some friends who do that. I wonder if it's the same.
1: And they love it. They're like, it just really works for us. And, you know, my my journey, and I've shared about this on the show, but is that <clears throat> I had my kid in this like really darling, um, which is how I met Catherine. I had this this really darling private school and I loved it, loved it, loved it. It's a little cute progressive school absolutely not right for my kiddo. Mm-hmm. Not the way he learned, not the way his brain processed. And in second grade, you know, the teachers came. They were just like so gently, like something's something's up. Had him assessed. It turns out he's dyslexic. And so now he goes to this really amazing crazy expensive school in Encino but it's been great it's Mm -hmm. just been great for him it's like Mm -hmm. the way he and his confidence is better and he's met these other boys that and they all sort of struggle from similar things so there's no stigma there's no like ew you're weird or why can't you read fast or but they're all, they all come out the way they come out and they have their individual needs and their individual ways that they learn. Mm-hmm. And I think most schools, as I'm learning, God, my couch is so pilled. I'm just <laughs> looking at my, like, Jesus, it's terrible. Like, comfy,
0: hum- It is
1: very lived on. <laughs> two pets and one boy hmm. and several boys. We always have people over. Generally, the way that, that s- systematic, if that's the right word, education is set up, it doesn't work for most kids. It's true, because it's like it's, it really does. One doesn't. size fits all. Yeah, How that's it, not
0: which, even that that it, that, that just it, it goes against all natural law. Of, yeah, like we're all. You know, you, it, we're all different. Like, hello. We yeah. all know we're all different. So how could one size fits all? And making children, like we have a thing where they play in equal amounts of time that they study. Oh, that's brilliant. So if they study for 20 minutes, they play for 20 minutes, you know, and then they do the next they subject for however long. Their and then they bodies for, need it. Yeah, and especially boys yes. are rigged very differently than girls. Like my friends who have girls, the girls will just sit and self-entertain for a really long time. Yeah. Like, yeah god smackingly like
1: (laughs) curious long time
0: like how is she still in that one location i know and my boys have hit like 50 locations in the same amount of time yes um so i I just find educationally to be able to work with that and to use things that interest them in their studies you know um it turned out my my 12 year old he's as farsighted as you can get and we didn't know that Mm. And so, um, cause at their annual, the annual pediatrician appointment at that time, they were doing the eye exam. And this is something I really think all parents should really pay attention to is vision and yeah. really have your kids when they're starting school, like every year, you know, go if, to an actual eye doctor. Yeah. yeah. Or, or if there's anything that shows up like at all odd on the normal vision exam at the pediatrician. Yeah. Take him to a, an ophthalmologist yeah. and just have like the that kind of exam. Because we were at the uh, pediatrician and doing the, you know, down the hallway, looking at the, at the letters and he started, he was fine. He was fine. He was fine. And then as they started getting smaller, he got so anxious Aww. and so um, antsy. And I just thought, oh, well, he lost interest that he's getting bored. Maybe he's hungry. You yeah. know, like these things sure. as a mother, you're like, oh, he's like, and he's a boy. Yeah. So they don't fucking stick around paying attention that long, you know? And it's like, it's boring. You're looking at letters. Like, what does it even mean to him? You know, he's like, what am I doing? So it's so easy to just like go, oh, he's probably getting hungry. It's that time of day, Uh, whatever. And then my mother-in-law happened to, um, I was out running an errand. She was over one weekend. I came home. She's like, no. he mentioned that I looked a little blurry. And so I started asking more questions and was putting myself in different positions, you know, close to him, far from him. And I think you should go take him to an ophthalmologist. I was like, you know, and then I hearkened back to the pediatrician appointment and went, you know, now that makes sense because he was getting super uncomfortable and I had just written it off to all these other things. Come to find out. Literally, like, I don't think the prescription, you can go any more far-sighted. Like, he's as far-sighted. So as a child, the world around them is big and kind of dangerous, right? Because they're small. They need our parents. They need their parents' it's security it's to have it all be out of focus. Oh, my God. How scary. Totally. That's so terrifying. Exactly. And it, it, it explains so much behavior that he yes. had been exhibiting. He would, you know, like, at, at one of the schools, they were, like, on the soccer field trying to do soccer, and he would almost have a panic attack. And I was like, he's such a friendly kid. He's not scared of other kids. Like, why in these scenarios does he suddenly get super weird? And it's not panic attack. It was dangerous to him because it was so many moving bodies that were out of focus. And he would just, it overwhelmed. So, but then he doesn't know what that is because he doesn't know that he's out of it. So it's like funny little anomalies that then make sense. So, um... Boy, was that amazing when he got his glasses delivered. Oh,
1: game changer. It was
0: game, no, like unbelievable. Unbelievable. He was like, (sighs) oh, yeah. And he was so excited waiting for his glasses because he got a hint of it at the doctor when they, you know, he was like, oh my God, like this is what the world looks like? Oh Um, my God. And how old was he then? Uh, He was like six and a half. Oh my God, baby. Maybe seven. (sighs) Oh. So that's why he had been in a couple of schools in the five, six, of getting course. to seven, like we were trying to figure, figure out, out what, what was is. going on. I know. So then we'd already had this homeschool scenario and that was working. So we just kept it going and we, you know, got our youngest into the fold and they're winning and doing great. And so it's, you know, people ask how long I plan on doing it. I'm just like, take it one year at a time. And my life is constantly changing and shifting and, you know, so, yeah. And and they can move at their own pace this way, too, and, and not go past things that aren't grasped. You know, yes. it's like if they're having a slow, you know, a little behind in this subject. Oh, he sped up in that subject. They can, we can pay attention to that and help curate that. Yes. And luckily, I have a life that supports that kind of thing. And I feel very blessed to be able to do that for them. You yes. I know? Yes. know that is not a reality for many people at all,
1: for Same. sure. Same. And I talk about that, too. Like, I went to the dyslexia convention kind of the year before he went to this new school. So two years ago. And I met all these parents. I met all these teachers. I met all these parents. It was incredible. I met doctors. I learned so much about it. You know, I'm very, very privileged that I, with my ex-husband, we can send him to this very expensive school for language learning kids. There were parents there. I met this mom. She's like, oh, my life is standing in line in government offices, like advocating for my child to get the help he needs in our local public school. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I've become mothers. Oh,
0: what we do! Don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. Seriously. Yeah. Like she worked
1: full time. She worked full time, and then she go. I was like,
0: "What an incredible, incredible lioness, Yeah. I I, I just, I think moms are awesome. They're the best.
1: That's why I started the MILF podcast.
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: (laughs) No, but you do. It takes a village. I feel like
0: you know we don't live in a village aspect anymore. Yeah, but we. I think as human beings are partial to yeah. that and needing oh, we that, need, we're community. wired to connect. Yeah, and like be—I mean, hormonally, yes. our bodies respond yes. in that way. And you know, not that we're—I think that we're spiritual beings, but we have—you know—there is also a practical <laughs> human level of operating that does need that support system. And um, and we just—and the busier we get, you know, we just. Yes, there's the online communities and it's so helpful. But to sit face to face and hear someone's story, yeah, I just think is so um, beneficial. Yeah. you know, there's nothing like it. No, there's nothing it's good. like it. And hearing like this podcast, I think yeah. it's very helpful to, it just me laughing here. You know, me guffawing, <laughs> listening to Catherine's podcast with you made my day better mm. because I was like, okay, it's not just me. okay. Yeah, that's it. It's oh, not yeah, just me. Yeah, it's like that desire to like find seclusion. And, and reorient your thoughts and your goals and we move so fast and yeah. we are accomplishing these goals, but to like, you have to find time to set new goals and you can't do it sitting with the like noise of your kids and your husband and yeah. the world like impinging upon you and so much is demanded of us now as women even more to be creative and work and have jobs yeah. and, you know, it's like t- you 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 have to whether it's just taking time to go for a walk for 20 minutes, like just get your body out the door and go do it and have your own thoughts. Like, because you will break, it all breaks apart. If you don't like, you must, Yes, or just lock the fucking door when you go to the bathroom and just stand (laughs) there a little longer. Yeah. And, and, and just whatever you got to do to just get yourself back in order. It's the same thing with date night. It's, it's the, you know, Like we make sure that we go off or just get grab a coffee together because we were the thing that formed the family. So we're the source of the family. And if the source breaks down, there's no family. Then you can't let yourself get all overworked. I mean, it's just self-discipline, but no one's going to do it for you. Like no no one's going to go, go, you know what? You You go have some time to yourself. Like maybe once every six months, you know, a girlfriend's going to like protect you on that one. But like you have to just find the time and it's so worth it so worth it because you just get yourself straight again it's like a car will just break down it's like you will just break down if yes. you don't just keep yourself enough freed up bandwidth yes it's like it just you become like a spinning rainbow wheel like loading yes loading totally, loading, totally, loading. Totally. like it just won't function properly.
1: well so you bring up something interesting i wanted to ask you about you brought up being a being a woman and being a woman in the arts um how do you feel, because you've been in the business for a long time now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you feel the business has changed for women in the last however many years you've been doing it?
0: Mm-hmm. Have you seen positive change? Are you Yeah, I think I think it's moving in the right direction. I think there's um just like a DNA mentality, you know, about women, but I definitely think we've been noisy enough to make a difference. You know, I had, I recently, uh, okay, like let's say maybe eight years ago, I was negotiating on something and I told this story at uh, Sundance this year. I was on a panel with Octavia Spencer and we were talking about that kind of women in the industry and I was told I couldn't make more than the guy, straight up. No. And I said why? Number one, he hadn't ever done television before and wasn't going to be doing any press.
1: Are you serious? And
0: I said oh I I don't know me? why I'm shocked. I don't know why I'm even shocked. No, it's cuz it's totally appalling. And um and I I I like statistically like I had better statistics on this area. And um, Not let to alone, mention your resume. <laughs> let alone my quote, you know, and my resume and my Golden Globe Award and yeah. Emmy nominations. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> not boasting not about myself, but just about yeah. in comparison just to the, the, fella, yeah. the fella. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, never mind. Bye-bye. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. They said, I said, why do you say this to me? They said, well, it would be awkward on set. I said, for who? Yeah. For who? Yeah, like who is it going to be awkward for? The fella? I don't. What are you fucking talking about? Did they have so a response I, to well, that question? Ultimately, I got paid what okay. I was wanting to get paid, Good so for I you. made it happen. Good for you. I, I'm, I don't, I don't eat shit on that. Yeah, hell no. Yeah, I worked my fucking ass off. I'm not going to eat shit. I'm just not. Yeah. I am a very loving person. I'm very patient. I'm very compassionate. I care a lot about human beings. But I'm not going to fucking eat shit because it's going to be awkward on set for some gentleman who's never done television before. When I'm going to be away from my kids, busting my ass doing all the press, yeah. you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yes, yes, so, yes, 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 yes. Like it's yes. just not. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, No.
1: Oh, my God. I just fell in love with you on a whole new level. Oh, my God. I want all
0: of that on a T-shirt, that entire monologue on a T-shirt. That was so good. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, It's just not okay. It's just not okay. Well, and the only way that it stops is when a woman like yourself Mm -hmm. says no. Mm It's the way any evil, evil only continues because good people don't say no. Yeah. That's purely the only reason it continues. Yeah. The good people are too scared to confront too scared to face the difficult conversation, which is what we were talking about earlier, why I'm scared for this next generation because they have no practice looking another person in the face and going, no, yeah, I don't hate you. I'm not yeah. your enemy, but no. Yeah, just no. Yeah. So no. Yeah. And you come back to me with another solution. Yeah. And until then, I'm just waiting here with my no. Yeah. And if you would like it to be different, come back with another proposal mm. and I will sit here waiting patiently with a smile on my face. Mm. And, um, but that's integrity. You know, integrity doesn't have to be hostile. You don't have to be an asshole. You just have to be effective and you just straight up. It's just like, n- no. Yeah. I'm not going to let you. And I also, like, it's not a good idea to treat me that way. Yeah. Because I'm really fucking nice. Yeah. And if you're an asshole to nice people, it's not going to be good for your karma. Like, yeah. Like, really? It's not going to be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. To, like, harm me. Yeah. Or think or attempt to harm yeah. a good person. Yeah. Just, that's not good for you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. Like, on behalf of your well-being, yeah. I'm not going to let gonna you treat me you like shit. I love that. I'm just not going to. It's not going to yeah. be good for anybody. Yeah. So um, wasn't asking for some abhorrent amount of money. It was just, like, reasonable. The normal what you should be getting paid. Yeah. I mean, it was already, like, yeah. down from my quote. I'm not going to now take less than the lead guy because it's uncomfortable for somebody. Like, wow. no, thank you. Because I know what I bring. I know what a pro I am. And I know that every dollar spent on me is worthwhile. Yes. Because I really bust ass. And I'm really fun to work with. And I have a fucking great attitude. And I'm really helpful. And I promote the show. And like people enjoy working with me. And that's my pride. Yeah. You know? So it's not like I'm asking for something that's going to not have a proper exchange on it. Yeah. You know? I'm not asking to be paid a ton so I can do nothing. Right. I know I deliver. So yeah. I, I'm telling you, like, you're going to get all of me. Like, I give mm. everything. Mm. So if you want all of this, like, you, you have to exchange properly because it's valuable. Yes. So. Oh, my God. If there's one gift
1: I could give just a little bit of to every woman in the world, it would be that mentality, just to open up to that mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing your worth and just demanding proper, proper due for it, you yeah, know, because like- we just...
0: I don't know. That's it's so just great. I do I I don't I don't I know I'm good at what I do and I worked hard and I continue, I still study acting. Like I'm still trying to learn and get better. Every take I'm trying to be better so that I feel like I'm delivering on what they're paying me for. Like it's important to me my pride of delivering a good product. It's like um You know, like businesses have surveys, like, we fill out this survey on were you pleased with your service (laughs) or pleased with the product? You know, for me, it's like continuing to be employed by and on projects I desire to do and have people, I get feedback that they're so happy to be working with me and they're pleased with my work. Like that's my customer service, uh, you know, quality control. And, uh, I care about it. I'm not a dick on set. I am not a dick to my coworkers, and I've worked with so many complaining, bitchy, ungrateful <laughs> actors, which I still I just cannot wrap my head around. Like what are you doing? Do you know how many people would give anything to be here? Yeah. yeah, to be in your shoes. And let's look at the world here. There's so many homeless. there's a, there's so many people having the roughest go, man. And you're going to be here bitching at craft the,
1: service about like, like whatever. Or yeah.
0: just whatever, even yeah. if you're, it's valid. Like don't be a dick. Yeah. Like to take some responsibility and be a gentleman or a lady and be graceful and set a really good example on what it means to be a pro. Be benevolent and be effective and make the other guy better. Like your idea might be great. So why don't you make everybody better in a really graceful, cool way? Like, where do you get off being a jerk? Like, I can't, I'm just like, no jerk zone. Like, I can't do it. I don't, I really don't support it. And I really try to encourage people if they're like having a rough go on set or don't like the writing or like, go, go make everybody better then. Yeah. Like, but set, set a good example. Yeah. I, just, I really, it's a pet peeve <laughs> in I just don't know where you get off thinking you can yeah. be an asshole. It's yeah. a hardworking, good people. Like, yeah. no. Yeah that's the no
1: thing yes, again no again and, um, you know
0: maybe there's you know they have a very good reason why they're unhappy but i just think you got to take some responsibility for how you execute it and,
1: yeah you know well we all humility is one of my favorite qualities and yet it's it's hard to find sometimes it's, especially it's in Hollywood, cra- but it, it, just it, anywhere it's
0: so ridiculous yeah yeah I, i'm like who can i call your mother please <laughs> Well, like, that, who raised you? probably where it started, honestly. Like, where <laughs> yeah. did you learn that this is okay yeah. to act this way? Yeah. Like, I, and there's no, here's the other beef I have. There's no HR in Hollywood. Yes. You're on set. There's no HR. You have no, rec- no one to go to. God, I never thought of it that way, but you're so right. Like, who do you go to? Yeah. I, I don't want to sit around talking sag? shit about yeah. my coworkers. Yeah, exactly. That makes me less. Yeah, I don't like how it makes me feel. Yes. And we do that, you know, people. It's like the default setting because you're trying to get it out of your zone, and so yeah. you find yourself like talking about it with your coworkers that are your friends. You're like, what the fuck with the blah, 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 blah. and then now you're being just as bad as they are. Compl- yes. You know, and it's just contagious. Yes. It's disgusting. I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't. Yeah. I'm not better when I talk negatively about people. And so I, I'm like, but who do I go to? I don't want to now, I don't want to go to the producers because yeah. I don't want to like trouble them. Right. I don't want to be something, it's not like a tattletale. I try talking to the person directly, but that doesn't always, they don't change because right. sometimes, sometimes just, they can't hear you. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to be right, yeah. you know? So um, I find that really challenging sometimes in Hollywood. Yeah. There's no HR.
1: <laughs> no HR. I never thought about it that way.
0: <laughs> There's no HR um, in Hollywood.
1: Jenna, what's next for you?
0: Uh, season six of *Fear of the Walking oh, Dead*. Yeah. I'm really enjoying my time on it. I'm I'm. I just had my birthday. I just turned 48. Happy birthday! Thanks. I feel very very blessed that I am able to play this character, who has gone through so much. I love my character, mm. and um, I got to do so much fun. I, I, like. The things I get to do on this show are so fun. I get to ride horses and and do stunts and shoot guns and like do all – it's like I have a romance. I get to be badass. I get to fight. I get to – so I'm really enjoying it. I can't believe I'm given this opportunity to play this character and to – her evolution is just so rich and I just feel so lucky. So we go back to Texas. Um, production starts, you know, I think – like in end of November or something. so Soon. I'll be going yeah. back on season six. And, oh, so great. So and, exciting. Yeah, and just, you know, the kids need more of me than ever. So yeah. that's... You'll be flying uh, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Happily and exhaustedly. And trying to take a shower by yourself
1: once in a while. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Never. So, Jenna, we've come to the time in the podcast when I ask you three questions that I ask every guest, and then we go into a quick lightning round of questions. Okay, What do you think about when... You hear the word love.
0: Oh, I think of the panoply of ways that it it manifests. Hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. What was
1: the word you used? The what? Panoply. Panoply. Did I use it right? I'm sure you did. I've never heard it. What does it mean?
0: Um, It's like an array of Mm. various, like a a multitude. That's my Mm. understanding, actually. I'd like to look it up in a dictionary now. I'm very curious.
1: Yeah. I love that. All the... Panoply of Western religious. Li- okay, a complete. Okay, this is amazing. I love it when people teach me new words because I'm such good, huh? a word person. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. If you could live anywhere in the world other than where you're living now, where would you live? Italy. Ooh, you just went there with your family. I did.
0: Uh, I think I'm. I'm. I am spiritually Italian. Yeah. It. It. I love.
1: That. You have some connection, oh, some I other just, life connection or something. Just.
0: To it. I just. There's no it's not neurotic they're just mm. confident i mean they have all their human emotions of course but there's just culturally there's a um a boldness a confidence uh uh they they communicate freely without any you don't see them like worried about what the other person's going to think about them if they communicate like it's like so like People are so neurotic here. Yes, yeah. It's just like, hello, okay. hey, yeah. ciao, yeah. LA, you're beautiful. Great, yeah, great, <laughs> all right. What are we doing? Oh, wow, they're animated. They're yeah. alive. They celebrate vindacious. existence. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, oh, thank you. Yes, it gave me hope again mm. that we aren't completely losing it because uh, I feel like LA specifically is so insane. But um, And I'm a native Angelino, so it just feels very weird here in LA these days. And, uh, so it just felt good to go somewhere where people are actually, uh, expressing how they mm. actually feel.
1: Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. How do you define serenity? Privacy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just leave me alone.
1: Totally. Okay. Lightning round. Fireside or oceanside?
0: Fireside. Favorite junk food? Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot. I like Cheetah, like cheese puffs. Cheesy puffs. So the puffy kind, not the mm-hmm. crunchy kind. No, I like the crunchy kind too. Okay, yeah. I just like crunchy, cheesy, puffy. Either one. So good. doesn't matter. Do you like theme parks? <laughs>
1: Me neither. Uh have you ever worn a unitard? No, oh, totally. Many
0: times. I, I hosted the Emmys. With David Hyde Pierce, and I uh, wore a unitard in our opening comedic dance move, oh uh, dance God, number. Yes. Did he as well? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yes. They're purple. Oh, I need to go look that video mm-hmm. up. That's incredible. It's very weird.
0: <laughs> I love that stuff. I love it. Um, daytime sex or nighttime sex? Nighttime. Well, I do daytime too, but those are usually like kind of a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, because at night too, you know, I pass out early, so it just depends. Yeah, I think I I'm I would prefer nighttime. Yeah,
1: if energy and
0: time allows. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: shower or bathtub.
0: Bathtub. Mm. I love a bath. Me too. I like sweating. I like taking the bath so hot till I'm sweat, and then I just like to go and be a noodle and lay in bed. But I yeah. never have that kind of time. But when I do, that's my most favorite thing.
1: On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at making lasagna?
0: Zero. I don't even <laughs> think I've ever made lasagna.
1: I don't <laughs> cook. Superpower choice: invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength.
0: Invisibility, serenity, privacy. Leave me alone. Invisibility.
1: Would you rather have a cat tail or cat ears? Tail. Yeah.
0: The ears are weird. Yeah, they got like weird folds in them.
1: And the tail, you could just keep take Let's it out when you, you could wanted. Just stroke
0: it. It's just soft and <laughs> silky, and yeah, and it and it and it shows like mood. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's expressive. Uh-huh. The tail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the name of your first pet? Sammy Samantha. It was a little blonde mutt.
1: Aww. Yeah. What was Sammy. the name of the
0: street you grew up on?
1: Ruffner. So your poor name. Yeah. Or your milf name is Sammy Ruffner. It's good, right? That is amazing. That's one of the best ones I've heard. <laughs>
0: I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Jenna,
1: you're a delight. Thank you so much for being Oh, you too. Thank you. Thanks show. for having
0: me. And it's fun talking. And yeah. to everyone listening, thanks. And I hope that you have a great day. And I hope you take time for yourself and and just respect yourself. Yeah. It's okay to respect yourself. And it's okay to say no. Totally okay. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're right. It's your right to say no. It's yeah. okay. You can always change your mind. It's not like yes. the end of the world. Yes. Thanks, Jenna. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jenna. Come back next week for a fresh episode of MILF where I interview Kate Grace Bauer, the director of operations for Ashley Longshore Art, all the way in New Orleans. I love you guys. Keep going.